And we are back. It's Car Con Carne still held in captivity. It's Quarantine Con Carne. I'm James Van Osdell. And you, yes, you could score yourself a $50 gift card to Byron's Hot Dogs. Byron's Hot Dogs, locations on Irving Park and on Lawrence Avenue. 50 bucks worth of hot dogs, fries. They have Green River on the fountain. Green River, that's a Chicago classic. All you have to do is sign up for Carcon Carne email, which is in itself a treat, a delight, a reward. Go to carconcarne.com, sign up for the email list. Not only does that get you in the running for the Byron's gift card, you find out what's going on on Carcon Carne every night because the show is nightly because, of course, the whole pandemic thing. And if you had signed up already for Carcon, Carcon Carne email, you would have known that Friday Pilots Club returns tonight as my guests, Caleb and Drew, Friday Pilots Club are here. Uh, really a, a fantastic band on the verge from Chicago, uh, proud Chicago band. Lovely to see both of you again. Lovely to what see up? you too, James. Nice to see you. Uh, it <laughs> seems like uh, pandemic aside, you've kept very busy in 2020. Um, the, the recent-ish release of Look Better in Gold which is a fantastic single. I mean, it's, it's such an obvious no-brainer single from you guys. Did you oh, write that you. during the pandemic? It was just, just before. before. James. Mm -hmm. It's unusually <laughs> optimistic, positive. Yeah, no, truly. that It's funny you mentioned that because I don't know if we intentionally wrote it as like an optimistic song. It was one of those that you just kind of like, we were feeling the urge, like we need to write, let's sit down and just whatever pours out, pours out. And it happened to be optimistic, which is so weird for both of us. I love it though. It's, it's an empowering kind of song and oh my God, that, that big bass sound that kind of sets the tone for the song. Love, just love the way that sounds. The production, not surprising, sounds amazing on it. Thank you. And, uh, it's just yeah this is the right song for the right time and it's not dark it, it's it's positive and i i was going to say if you wrote this during the pandemic i i was going to say wow this pandemic's changed you <laughs> you wrote it be, before the world was metaphorically on fire so uh where the the song itself has a great big hook where do the ya ya's come from that's all drew that honestly that came from i'm so 2019 i feel like belonged to lizzo just as an artist, as an individual. And I was so inspired by her throughout the year to the point where I was even, I was literally moved to tears by her performance at ACL. Um, it was just the coolest thing I've ever seen. And she has this song called Juice. And the, there's like a post hook that's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that was so cool. And I was like, I wanna do something like that. Let's repurpose the yeah, yeah in like an alt pop, alt rock context. And it's funny too, because, and we're going to do a behind the song video and we'll kind of explore this more, but yeah, you guys like to do that. Yeah. It's you're, fun. You're There's... like, you're, you're your own song exploder. Exactly. Oh, I love that podcast. It's so good. But, um, we're going to, I'll show you more in that video, but those yayas started in a different key. We were like experimenting with the, the key of the song before we like really dove in. And they're pitched down and there's so many of them. And when you listen to them isolated, they sound like the zombies from Call of Duty. <laughs> so I, I encourage anyone who's listening to go listen and like try and pick it out. And if not, you'll hear it in the behind the song video. But. And I'm just laughing because you said duty. But I, what's funny about the song is, yes, the, the chorus is so memorable, but 
I, I think my big takeaway is the yayas. It's almost like an unintentional situation with the single, like that 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 they stick in my head, and it's hard not to like chime in when you hear that in the song. Well, oh, yeah. it's it's good that you notice that because we've been in connection with the deep state, you know, oh, and I know. Um, I know. the reptilians, and we've just been working on a really great mind control device where people can, um, you know, really get in touch with a mid-level band. And they were just like, you got to try this, this Yaya stuff out, man. This works great in the Cold War. Like, go for it. Uh, every time I listen to your song, I, the first thing I think is obey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, it's, it's like, funny you mentioned ulterior meanings, though. Um, there was a fan that pointed out, I'm trying to remember what language it's in. So, or, um, is yeah. it Portuguese? maybe it's not portuguese it's uh is it ukrainian maybe i think it's you i don't i don't know if ukrainian is a language but it's some dialect True. like eastern european know. country but yeah. basically yaya means eggs <laughs> and they were th just saying like i think it's so funny because you guys unintentionally made like the breakfast anthem where it's just like what a eggs what a serendipitous delight that is Right, the breakfast song from Friday Pilots Club. Uh, but I, I, I've said you, you, I said you were busy. Uh, I mean, the summer breaking my bones, which is definitely in line with what it, what I would expect from Friday Pilots Club. Again, that production, the, the is it the synths that just sounds so sinister in that song, so big and brooding. I, I love the way those come across. And it's just it's a song of these sweeping dramatic highs, these pensive lows. I just love the way you kind of manipulate emotions through song. It just sounds great. Thank you. And that's all Drew, man. He's he's such a good producer. Uh, Caleb is also a little self-effacing, a little modest. Uh, Caleb, you're the front man's front man, so stop it. It's true that it's... that dude, and and specifically on breaking my bones, that was such a weird song. I think we were all a little unsure of how it was going to turn out. Um, and especially vocally, because it was such a departure from a style I'd heard Caleb do. And when he walked into the studio to do vocals, he was like, yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. And it was like very casual. And then sang in a way I had never heard him sing on Breaking My Bones. And literally all of us were in the control room like, what? Like, he just pulled it out of his back pocket. Like, did you know I could also do the like fast flow thing? Here's why other lead singers should hate Caleb at Friday Pilots Club. He makes every, <laughs> everything look easy. You, you, you have this effortless competence on stage and in song. Uh, yeah, I mean, to blow smoke up your ass for a second, I mean, you really do have this command of every space you walk into as a lead singer. I think it's phenomenal. It's, it's, not, it's not a learned thing. To me, the, what, what you do is innate. You have this... I, I saw it the first time I saw you on stage. I see it every time since. You have this very natural raw talent. So, it's it's the only place I'm not three seconds away from a panic attack at any given time. So I appreciate that. Yeah, that it's your safe space. On stage love you both. Your checks are in the mail, by the way. Thank you. Good. It's been a tough year for all of us, Caleb. So thank you. Uh, so as we're talking about music, there is an EP on the way. Yes. 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 When do we, when do we get that? Early 2020. 
Uh, that already happened, but early yeah, 2021. I, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that again, Drew. No, we're not. We're also, also, Drew said that because he's working on a time travel device. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, so, that's he is so good in a studio. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he can manipulate sound and time. He was just working on a delay like loop one time, and then all of a sudden he broke that, like the P versus NP thing. And he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. I next, wonder, yeah. Next thing he knew, he was watching himself being born. It's like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> what happened? So no, the, early the 2021. Yeah. Got it. So with the new EP on the way, I, I was wondering about this because the, the flow of releasing music is so different now, even more so in the pandemic. I, there are no hard and fast rules of how to get music out there. Do you do it a la carte, a song at a time? Do you do a proper release? I don't know what the answer is anymore. That's a that's a really great like um it's like less of a question and more of an observation and it's something that we've we've thought about a lot too and it's definitely changed since being on a label because before Drew and I were like oh man we need so much time to get like the songs done we need so much time to get it ready how much time should we give ourselves a week and a half sounds good you know <laughs> and we would uh and and then you just jam pack everything that you had into it. Um, but then you start learning about like the ways to make that song land the best way possible or, or collection of songs land the best way possible. And looking back, I wish we had done it a little bit differently. Like I'm, I'm in the mind, mind frame where I don't really want to, um, what was I going to say? I don't really want to just like put out collections of songs. I just want to like, every time we get a good one, just be like, here it is. Enjoy it. Um, but then when you put them together, it's more of like a tangible piece, you know, it's like not to compare our music to like visual art, but it's like, if you could see as a painting was being painted, like every step of the way, I feel like an album or a record is the whole painting and a single is just like a focal point of yeah. that painting. You know what I mean? But you yeah. still need everything to really respect it and hone it in and, and be like, or you know just and just really fall in love with it so i, I think there's something to be said for that complete finished vision that Definitely. and from sequencing to the songs that make the selection i i love that finished product i love having that body of work i love getting the things piecemeal I like those little focal points from the painting as you said along the way but there's something to be said for just sitting down with laying back with lying back i don't know uh a complete album or ep I, I I always veer towards that at the end of the day. I like getting yeah, teased with stuff and then the payoff at the end. I'm definitely. I'm honestly with you and and I like that too because I think as well that collection of songs, be it an EP or an album, does kind of serve as like the momentary snapshot of like where we were. And I think it is weird too for this EP to be coming out. Um, early 2021 where it feels like this was a snapshot of us almost a year and a half ago like it is it makes me feel old almost listening to it because like there's even a couple songs with age references of like this old when we were writing the song or whatever you know so it's weird listening back because it's like oh I was in such a headspace at that time I was I was so different then, you know, as different as you could be a year and a half ago. But it is cool to have it as a snapshot. Um, so I think that we just look forward to 
continuing to experiment with release strategies and seeing, mm-hmm. oh, if we put out a single and we kind of push it this way, how does the market react? How do people react to the song? And, you know, the EP will be an interesting test as well to see like how people feel about it. Cause we certainly have a ton of new music as well in the pipeline that's basically ready to go. Just needs like a couple bits and boops as we would say, um, which will seeing how the EP goes will inform kind of those further decisions as well. And, and we do say bits and boops because Drew and I are um, a very lucky individuals, fairy godparents. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it uh, occurred to me, Friday Pilots Club is pretty much the last band I saw in a proper concert before the pandemic. The, oh. last, the last night of live music I went to inside a live music venue was you guys and CMS. Oh, it's sub two. Oh, yeah, dude, that show, that band. Yeah, that they were great too. No doubt about it. <laughs> Their first North American or not North American, first United States show. Uh, but you guys were great, and it occurred to me, like, well, if I have to wait a year to go back into a live music venue, not a bad way to go out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. You know, that was that was a good like cap of shows. Like, I think that like. That one was a good send off. It was lively. It was at Sub T, which like, I don't know about you. That's my favorite venue. In the I city. love Me that too. place. Although when it gets really, really crowded, it gets really, really hard to to get a vantage point. Uh, yes, definitely. And also it's, it's, there's something about Sub T where it's like, you have to be putting on a good show because when people talk at that venue, you can't hear yourself on stage. Um, and it, it sounds weird, but also, um, you said CMAs, right? I've been calling them Siamese. Which is the only reason, Caleb, the only reason I pronounce, that, pronounce their name that way is because I asked them. Gotcha. Said, and they said CMAs. Yeah, like, like, and, like a content management system, CMS. It looks like Siamese. And be, right. I interviewed them. I had, had them in my car. And yeah, I saw started, that one. Before we started, I'm like, I don't want to be the dumb Chicago guy mispronouncing your name. <laughs> Tell me how you say it. CMS. <laughs> They um that show was just so incredible um, because the night before we had um, they had reached out one of one of the guys in their band had reached out and I ended up meeting with meeting up with them after I got off of work at this bar down the street and uh, and we went out and we went dancing at um, I forget where it was but we just had this awesome night and then we got to like see each other the next night and play a cool show to an amazing crowd and it was like if you're gonna leave. Um, you know, if that's going to be your last show for a while, that was a pretty awesome last show. I agree. And I, I hinted toward it earlier. Friday Pilots Club, the recorded music's great. The live show is untouchable. You are an untouchable live band. And I think that is a real selling point for you guys. Obviously, this year sucks in so many different ways, not the least of which being you can't get out there and show, show people what you do. How have you kind of navigated around this? I know you've been doing a lot of stuff on social and digital. How have you kind of moved the ball forward for Friday Pilots Club? I think a lot of it is just looking to the future and like trying trying to find ways to be innovative, but also simultaneously safe. Uh, there were a lot of like, smaller show opportunities whether it be a live stream thing or an outdoor thing and i just don't think i mean you know caleb has type one i have asthma 
uh, our bandmates are all very safe and like very cautious. And I just, there wasn't a moment for us to like really make that happen. So I think trying to focus our endeavors on other forms of content creation, um, whether it being like a, the behind the song videos yeah. or the acoustic performances, we just did a look better in gold unplugged, which you can go check out on our YouTube page. Um, we also did a performance for this, what was it? The Prince's Trust charity through mm -hmm. Unlocked Festival. So there's a whole like live stream performance that's acoustic. That's also on our YouTube page. You can check out. Um, and then as well as all of that, we've basically written a second record. There's definitely more songs, but I think that's been our biggest focus probably is just like, Hey, if we can't, if we can't tour on these songs right now, let's just write a set of new ones. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. And I think video making videos is such an important thing right now. I, I've said from the beginning, I, I feel like this is an opportunity for a renaissance in music video making and whether it's what you guys are doing, breaking down the songwriting process or even just putting out lyric videos. I, I think there's a real opportunity for artists to find new ways to express them or old ways, but more frequently than they used to before the pandemic. And I, totally. I think you're doing it and it, taking the opportunity as you did to kind of woodshed and write more. I think that's awesome. I, I think Thanks, man. We're really way. proud of it too. There's I'm, yeah, I'm going to step out of that modest character that I was earlier and say, like, <laughs> I, there are two songs that we've written in the past few months that I'm more excited about than anything else we've ever written. Um, and I'm so excited to show them. And and it feels good. Like, Drew and I just, it, every time that we step into, every time we step into a Zoom session where we're writing or, or we're, you know, in a room together, it just reminds me of that moment of perfect bliss where it's just like you're so distracted that you're alive you know what i mean i know that sounds poetic and annoying but like it's it's awesome it's uh so cool and and what we got from doing that and really like honing that energy we were out in la um about a month ago um working and we just i'm so proud of it it's so cool there's so many moments that when this thing is over and when the you know when the world is sort of moving back to the new normal um, and we're able to go out and play shows that I'm so excited to bring to some stages. Uh, and that just feels good, man. I, I know that that didn't really answer the question that you asked, it, but it, it took it in a great new direction because I know you've been working with a bunch of different writers and producers. It, it kind of sounds like musical speed dating, but mm -hmm. what, a, what a great opportunity to kind of, I, I love in what I do. I love the brainstorming process. I love having creative people to bounce stuff off of. And it sounds like, from a musical perspective, that's all you've been doing is kind oh, yeah. of sharing ideas and, and building something out of nothing. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. It's it, writing. I've never written with other people until like Drew and I started this like two months ago, like we, with our bandmates, definitely, but never outside of that. And I always thought of it as like joining forces with somebody and then you're just like going to the objective. But for Drew and I, it's, it's always ended up feeling like we're, it's just Drew and I, but then you have these like lanes of people that are just like when you sometimes when you go way out of here and way out of there and then you end up losing a song there's you know people there that are just like hey maybe like we no no this is the pre-chorus this is like this is you already have it and you did this and it's such a cool experience it's awesome and, I, and oh just just to add I, on to that really quick i think it's really interesting too because you could be in a session and and you can come up with a great tune 
and and I think too, especially with us, like we do kind of have the sound, um, and like there's like a very much like a Friday Pilots Club sonic aesthetic, and it's interesting. And in the throughout the process is you might work on a tune with people, and it's like, oh, this is a great song, but this is like totally become a not Friday Pilots Club thing, which doesn't at all diminish its quality, but it's like yeah. an interesting thing to experiment with on the pursuit of like where does Friday Pilots Club go? Because maybe that song doesn't sound like Friday Pilots Club now, but maybe it could sound like Friday Pilots Club in the future. An ongoing evolution, if you will. Definitely. I've mentioned it at least once in the interview. This is a band on the verge. I feel like in in short order, the world's going to scoop you up and take you away from Chicago. How important is your Chicago-ness to who you are now and who you are evolving into? Well, the love of my life is in Chicago. Here I am. Uh, so, yeah, there you are, JBL. <laughs> there you are. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, it's 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 a weird thing. Chicago's become my home in a lot of ways, and I love it. It's a, there's a sense of rugged individualism that Chicago just broadcasts, uh, you know, unconsciously that I love, and I don't find it in LA. Um, but I do find other things all, all over that are, that are really cool and new. And I, I don't know. I think I, there's a part of me that says that Chicago will always be what I think of as my home, even beyond Indiana. And it's simply because it taught me every lesson that I carry with me every single day, with the exception of like a few things, you know, from growing up, like to not go to the bathroom outside of the bathroom. <laughs> right. It's good, good you know those lessons, <laughs> right? What do you think, Drew? I I'm with Caleb. I I think both of us too, being like good old corn-fed Midwestern boys, like Chicago is kind of like the heart of the Midwest, and I and I feel like that, like the family. I don't want to say family values, but it is like the rugged individualism and like the like city of broad shoulders and like just like everyone is so neighborly in this city and and I think being a part of a scene and being a part of a city that was so welcoming of weirdness (laughs) Chicago is such a city of of weirdos and I think that is so amazing and that's so special because there are so many unique and amazing individuals here be it in the music scene be it in the culinary scene be it in the the fine art scene like there's so many people making incredible things in Chicago without a care of what anybody thinks of them and that's so special and and I will I will never lose that or I hope I never lose that um and I think in in my six years being in the city I've, I've I've seen that in so many ways um and it's, it's just been such a home. And I, and I think I agree with Caleb when he says, like, I will always refer to Chicago as my home. And it's funny, I was even, I was mentioning earlier, I'm, I'm moving out of the city to become a nomad for the first time in six years. And as I was driving back in literally two hours ago, I was looking at the city and I was, I was with my girlfriend and we were just talking about how we've, we've been to all these other big cities, you know, we've been to LA and we've been to New York and Atlanta, Nashville, Detroit, and it's just like it the the city just has never captivated those cities have never captivated us like Chicago did. And it is there is this sense of magic 
and somebody once called it the Paris of the Plains to me. And I, I love that. And that stuck with me because there's something so romantic about the city. And there's something so special that really captivates you, that really grabs you. And it's somewhere between the architecture and the people and the weather, God be it so fucking terrible. But there is something still so special about that, you know? There's something to be said for when you've been away from the city for a while. And whether you're coming back, whether you're driving back into the city or you're leaving the airport, heading to wherever home is, and you catch your first glimpse of the skyline in days, weeks, months, it does kind of take your breath away. Like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love that. But yep. it, going back to the, the Chicago-ness of you, uh, I get it from your work ethic. I think that the way you approach work, and we talked about woodshedding and, and working on your craft, working on your songs during the, you know, the, this dumpster fire year, that's a very Chicago thing. Well, screw it. Let's, let's, let's get to work. Yeah. I, I think that's a very Midwestern way of doing things. I, I oh, think, yeah. Yeah. And building on that, I think, because people are working out here in LA. They definitely are. Well, I'm in, I'm in San Diego right now, but in LA, people were working constantly. It's crazy. But there's an added, it's what, going back to what Drew and I were saying, it's the rugged individualism of, of um, Chicago that really just comes through. And I don't mean this as a slant to anyone else, but like people who are so deeply focused on finding who they are seem to populate Chicago more densely. Mm. So in summary, Caleb and Drew, Friday Pilots Club, uh, we can go watch you do the acoustic version of Look Better in Gold on your YouTube page. We're going to keep eyes and ears open for a new EP. Do you have a name for the new EP? It's called the Drew's the Best EP. <laughs> Love you, boo. That, that was a, that was a no brainer. Uh, was... so the new EP will come out in early 21, not 2020 as originally threatened, uh, 2021. And I, I, I think we just had to get past this year. I think next year is going to be fantastic for you guys. I love what you're doing, and I want, I want to see you keep doing it. Well, thank you Thanks, so much, James. James. We appreciate and we you. appreciate you endlessly. Just as a real quick testament before we get off, um, James was the first person to reach us, reach out to us about end of it that really made us want to keep going. And so it's really an honor to be here with you again, man. I'm so glad that we still have a relationship. Oh, absolutely, love you guys, and thank you again for doing this. I'm going to kill the Facebook Live. Thank you everybody for watching online.